Okay, we are in week two of the Disciple Series, in which we're talking about what it means to be a disciple, what it means to, to be more like Jesus, what it means to follow Jesus, to do your best to be like him. Uh, last week we talked about prayer, because everything starts with that. To become a Christian, you have to pray to him, to, to ask him into your heart, to uh, get through the day, to get through the week, to get through your life. Uh, you have to pray, and you should pray for other people. You should pray for everybody, even if you don't like them, even if they don't like you. Uh, and, and through that, we are going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about something which is the family business, because we're all in the family of Christ, uh, we're on the family of God, and that is witnessing. Uh, if you were here this morning, Julie talked about this, Tim talked about this in the two services, a and to be a witness is something that we all have to do all of the time. Uh, now, a lot of people think that witness is entirely just reading scriptures, just memorizing and talking, but it's much more in how you live and how you treat other people and how you show who you are and how you show who you serve. I want to start with 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 17. Uh, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. The reason I wanted to start with this is because sometimes a big barrier to witness is how you feel about someone else. It's how you feel about their life. It's how you feel about their choices. A lot of times, you'll see people on the news who do awful things, and you have this immediate judgment, which everybody has this, about like, oh, well, you know, they don't deserve it. Or you will hear of someone who is a politician or in prison or uh, you know from how they live their life and they're like oh yeah I'm a Christian because it's very easy to say you're a Christian and so the immediate judgment is okay yeah I'm sure or yeah they're never going to change they're never going to do this they're never going to accept Jesus they there's no point in asking them I don't want them to go to my youth group I don't want them to go to my church I don't like them and so all of these things because we look at people we look at things from a human point of view at one point people looked at Jesus from a human point of view the Pharisees looked at him as they looked at humans they're like he is going against us so we hate him they didn't listen to his words they didn't watch his miracles they didn't care what he did uh the disciples they looked at things from a human point of view for a long time almost right up to the end even up to right before the crucifixion they thought that the messiah meant he was going to be the king on earth uh they thought that they were going to be in charge that he was going to take down rome he was going to take down the pharisees he was going to be the king and everything would be perfect and then they would be right there with him uh and the church would be there and so when he got caught like all of the disciples ran and peter denied him uh and the reason for that is fear the reason for that is they looked at things from a human point of view because as humans we look at everything as having a beginning and an end we look at everything as as being how can this benefit me now in the short term how can this benefit me now in my life and it's very rare that we look at things from beyond that and so when we look to people when we talk to people when we walk through the halls of school when we walk through our jobs when we do things in sports we think of things purely from a human point of view now I'm super competitive like ultra 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 competitive like if I had any athletic talent I'd be like Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods except I'm not and I also wouldn't do what they do off the court but anyway uh, I, I would I have that level of competitiveness and, and so when I'm in the midst of a game when I'm in the midst of a sport when I'm winning the wiffle ball tournament and things like that like I really love that because winning matters to me uh, but it took me a long time over the course of my life to be like okay now just because I like to win just because I want to win I have to remember that everybody else uh, they're, they're still worth it. I don't, I can't show them, uh, disdain. I can't be mean to them. I can't be mad at them. Now this is different from trash talk when you're kind of like doing the friendly trash talk or something in the midst, you know, the difference between being super mean and, and just talking trash. But 
sometimes in the midst of that, you know, you'll get so upset, you'll get so caught up in the moment, you'll get so caught up in your life, whether it's in competition or school or how you're doing in school, how people are treating you, that you're not going to treat other people. So there's a saying, hurt people hurt people. And so when you've had an awful day, when you've had an awful week, uh, what'll happen a lot, like let's say uh, Tim comes home from work and he just had a really, really, really bad day. And, and somebody, I don't know exactly word for word what Tim does, but let's just say that, that he sells chips to Kroger. And, and so that's, he's like, and so one day he takes him a bag of chips and, and it's half eaten and they're like, we can't take this. We can't put these in our stores. And so his boss is like, Tim, this is the 19th bag of chips that you've eaten half of today. Like, what are you doing? And, and so they're just getting on his case. And so Tim's super upset. So Tim goes home and the first person he sees is Ben. And so he looks to Ben and he's like, Ben. I, go clean your room. Like, you mess up all the time. Like, I can't believe you did this. You should go do this. He just starts yelling at him, yelling at him, yelling at him. And then Ben, he goes to Hope, and he's like, hey, Hope, you're stupid. I can't believe this. And he starts talking trash to her. And then Hope goes to one of her friends, and it goes and goes and goes. Uh, it, it, it happens. Like, your parents are not perfect. They're people. And so sometimes when they have a bad day, they'll get on your case. Now, here's the shocking part. Sometimes when you have a bad day, and you go home, and let's say your mom or dad is like, hey, could you go clean your room? You're like, I can't believe you asked me to do this. I always have to do this, blah, blah, blah. Because when you have a bad day, you are in a bad mood. And so the way that ties into witness is because that's all a human thing. We all see things, and if I feel bad, everybody should feel bad. If I feel bad, then everybody should know. But, but when you look at things from a godly point of view, when you look at things from I'm a witness all of the time, that doesn't mean that you don't feel emotions. It doesn't mean you don't feel upset. It means when you are upset, you still treat people like you would want to be treated. Um, often people treat us like crap too and it's like well I, I know they have a reason but they shouldn't do that that's true but we don't really try to understand them and it's like if we do something bad it's like well they need to try to understand us being a witness means that that you are always trying to live in this way saint francis of assisi has a quote uh, and Assisi is a place in Italy, and he uh, is back in like the late 1100s, early 1200s. Uh, he, he was a man who served in the military. Uh, he lived a normal life, and then he came home, and he heard God's voice telling him, uh, I want you to build my, my house. I want you to, to repair my church. And so he literally repaired a church, and then he became a pastor. Uh, he, he started a movement. He did a lot of things, but he use this quote which really ties into witnessing it ties into how you treat people it ties into how you live your life preach the gospel at all times and when necessary use words now there are people i've known people who are amazing at, at witnessing in terms of they know they seem to know every scripture there is and they can bring it out at any point and if somebody's going through something they have scripture memorized where it's like hey this is exactly what this says in in john 13 7 or this is what it says in leviticus 3 19 probably not a good one for witnessing but still it's like this is what it says and this is how this can apply to your life and that's awesome and people that can do that it's amazing and that's their gift but most of us our our reason our way to witness is to just preach the gospel in the way we live it's to not just say hey i'm a christian so you should go to my church it's to show people um people should know that you're a christian without you ever saying it uh people should know who you are and what you live for and why you live without you ever saying it and they know by the way that you talk by the way that you you speak sometimes you'll be in a group of a lot of people and let's say you're at school and, and rob came to visit today except rob is enrolling in high school because it's like 21 jump street and it's really weird and so he has like dreadlocks on and all this stuff and so he's enrolling and and you don't know him because he's got an amazing disguise uh and and 
and so he's there, and you're like, oh, I'm going to ask that kid to church. That'll be cool. And so, like, you're standing there, and, and, and you're with your friends, and, and somebody, I'm not going to use an example here, somebody walks by, and you're like, oh, that kid's so stupid. Did you hear what they did? Did you hear about this? I, I just hate that kid. Oh, they're so awful. Hey, let me tell you a joke about this kid and about his mom and all this stuff. And then Rob's standing there, and he's listening, and you turn around, and you're like, hey, would you like to go to church? And he's like, why would I want to go anywhere with you? See, we do things like that. We treat people like junk. We treat people awfully. We tell awful uh, jokes, jokes that hurt people, jokes that are racist, jokes that are sexist. Uh, we say things, we do things, and then we're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Hey, come to church with me. And the world sees that as like, I, I, I saw your Facebook posts. Like, I see what you're tweeting. I see what you're texting. I, I see how you talk about issues in politics. I see how little compassion you have. Why in the world would I want to change? It, it's something that's very hard because on the one hand, we're all people, and none of us are perfect, and all of us are going to mess up. All of us are going to have bad days. All of us are going to be in a bad mood because we didn't get called on first, even though we still got candy. All of us are, are going to have things that we struggle with. And so in those days, we have to understand that we are still a witness for God. We are still a way to show Jesus, and that's how you preach the gospel. Some of you are not very comfortable speaking out loud. Some of you, you don't want to share your testimony right away because you're, you're shy. I am like that. It's very hard for me to to just start a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I'm a little better with things like this, although not great, uh, but, but it, it's something that can be hard. And, and so it's like, well, I can never witness. I can never do this. I don't know enough of the Bible. I don't have things memorized. I'm not comfortable. I'm awkward. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. No, because you preach the gospel by living the gospel. Uh, what I say, what your group leaders say, it's awesome. And the fact that they're here, the fact that I'm here, it's because we see value in you. It's because we, we serve the Lord. But all that we do, all that Tim and Julie does, really it only is effective when people come into the doors. Now out in the world, what is most effective is you guys and how you live. It's how you treat people. It's how you witness. It's how you set the example. It's how you live your life because that is what gets people in the doors. But more more than that, that's what shows people that this whole Jesus thing is real. It shows people that, that, that not every Christian is a hypocrite. So I want to go to 1 Peter 3, 8 through 17. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. This right away tells us how to live our lives, how to treat other people, how to be a Christian, how to be a witness. When someone says something awful about you, when somebody talks uh, about something that you've done in your past when somebody talks about just straight up lies uh you your temptation your first uh hopeful response like the first thing you have in your mind for a response is to do the same thing back it, it, sometimes it's like to do double that back because it's like they really hurt me or they really hurt somebody i care about so i'm going to go at them double uh we're coming up close to like the presidential debates i guarantee that you're going to see a lot of this where one of the candidates on either party will say something negative and then the other one instead of saying well actually that's not how it happened they'll say oh yeah well you suck worse and they'll like, just go back and forth and be so angry so we see that all the time we see that on facebook on twitter uh we 
see that in the world. And, and so everyone has that temptation, every single person, all of the adults here, when someone says something awful or something mean, when somebody hurts us, when they hurt somebody we care about, we all have that initial response, that initial temptation to want to do it back because we're human. But as you give yourself over to Christ, you realize, well, he doesn't want me to repay evil for evil. Evil does not wipe out evil. There's a quote, and I hope I get it mostly right, by Martin Luther King Jr. And it's, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Uh, fire cannot drive out fire. Only water can do that. Hate can never drive out hate. Only love can do that. And he was saying that because so many people uh, on, on each side of the equal rights issues were just hating each other. And he's like, listen, we're only, this is only going to work if we come together. And, and he was somebody who was assassinated for his beliefs, and it sucks, and it's awful, and it's hurtful. But he went out doing what he believed, just like Jesus went out doing what he believed, uh, just like all of us should go out doing what we believe. That's how you're a witness. Uh, that's how you, you can show people, hey, this is how you treat other people. Uh, you show them what the kingdom of heaven is like. You don't repay insult for insult. You don't repay evil for evil. Now, let me get this right here. Uh, that does not mean that if someone is abusing you or somebody is hurting you or somebody just constantly picks on you, that you don't do anything about it. Uh, talk to your parents. Talk to a counselor. Talk to a teacher, a principal. Talk to me. Talk to one of the adults here. Talk to someone. Uh, don't let it keep happening, but that is way different from doing the same thing back. Uh, it, the, the whole There's a part in the Bible also where Jesus says, turn the other cheek. When somebody hits you in the face, turn the other cheek. And he's referring to insults in that, although literally too. Now, there are going to be times where you screw this up. There are going to be times where you've had a really bad day and somebody gets on your case and you immediately get back or you get on somebody else. It's going to happen. Now, what you do then is you stop and say, okay, I shouldn't have done that. It is very worthy of respect when you are willing to apologize. Even if somebody doesn't accept your apology, even if somebody doesn't apologize to you, if you say, I am sorry, that's all that you can do. Now, they can say, I don't care. They can say, oh, yeah, well, I'm not. That's on them. That is on them. But if you do everything you can do and you go up to somebody who you have wronged, you go up to somebody who you have hurt, you go up to somebody who you have insulted, who you've messed up with, and you say, I'm sorry. Now, they may say that doesn't fix anything, and it may not, but you are showing that you actually care, that you have learned, and so continue to learn from those things. Continue to learn that evil does not remove evil. It just brings more evil into the world. Uh, going to the next verse. Now, who will want to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what's right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good if that is what God wants than to suffer for doing wrong. I wish that I could tell you that if you are a Christian and you live exactly ha how you believe Jesus lived, if you do everything you can to be a disciple, that everyone would treat you better and everybody would give you what you deserve and you would have a good life uh, of like success with money and fame and people would would be your friends and nobody would make fun of you but I can't say that if I could honestly say that like this room would be filled and churches would be filled but life still sucks sometimes and people are still going to be mean sometimes people will treat you worse the better you act the more you act like Jesus because it makes them feel bad about themselves because if you go through a situation where you're suffering or, or somebody is doing something wrong and you stand up and say no I'm not going to be like that there are people who are like oh, who do they think they are they 
think they're better than me. Oh, well, I'm going to take them down a peg. Uh, and, and that's how people are. And I, I can't make them stop. Only their hearts can make them stop. Only Jesus working in it. But what you can do is not be like that. What you can do is witness through the way you live. What you can do is when you are suffering, don't suffer silently. Talk to people. Your parents love you no matter what you think. Your grandparents, people that, that are raising you, people in your church, people who you know that, that are Christian adults, that are Christian friends. Uh, talk to them. Don't be afraid to share how you are feeling, to share how you are suffering. That helps. And like we said last week, pray about it. Pray about it all of the time. And then when you are going through something, uh, understand that other people are going through things too. You can never know someone else's story. So somebody could walk up and they could be the biggest jerk in the world and they could have such awful pain and have such awful abuse. That does not excuse their actions, but it gives you a chance to be like, oh, they're a person. And, and so I need to look at them like that. I need to pray for them. And, and it doesn't mean that you're not going to be hurt. It doesn't mean that when you get insulted that, that it's like, oh, sweet, I'm so glad that somebody made fun of me. Like, you're not going to do that. Like, people still make fun of me all the time. I make fun of me all the time. And it hurts sometimes because that's how life works. But when you do that, you can set such an amazing example by the way you treat other people in your pain, by the way you treat other people in your hard times. And it goes on to say in that, that same scripture um, that if, be ready because if somebody asks you about your hopes as a believer, share it and do it respectfully and politely. What that means is if you look on Facebook, and I'm going to pick on Facebook, uh, there is a huge temptation to just immediately go in with what you believe. So somebody will post something, anything. It can be political, it can be about a TV show, it can be about Snoopy, it can be about literally anything. And then somebody else will, the first talk will be like, oh yeah, well you are going to hell and you're evil, I can't believe you believe that, you're so wrong. And, and you've skipped like 19 levels between like any kind of discussion. And, and so they're going to be like, when, when somebody comes up to you and you know that they're doing bad things and you know they've sinned and you know they've hurt a lot of people and you know they're not a good person, and, and your temptation is again going to be like, listen, you're going to hell if you don't get this right. When I was at Ball State in undergrad, uh, there was always for at least the first couple years somebody on the corner with a, a bullhorn and a sign that said you are all going to hell now I was a Christian uh, and so I'm like that's not how it works but it, it, he's still like yelling at he yelled it at me yelled at everybody that's not helping anybody there is probably no one who came to Christ through that in fact I would wager especially on a college campus there are probably people like see that's what the church is like uh, you see this with a church like Westboro Baptist which has not been in the news lately but a long time ago they would pick at funerals they would say hateful things uh, they would say that God hates. They would say all of these awful things. And people would be like, that's the church. And so we are going uphill with all of this. And so there will absolutely be times where, where you're in a conversation, you're in a case where you can quote scripture, where you can talk uh, about your church, about your faith. But most of the time, somebody's going to be like, why do you believe in Jesus? And you're going to have this chance not to say, oh, well, you should believe in Jesus. How could you ask that? No, no, no. That's where you're like, well, listen, this is why I believe in Jesus. This is what I get from church. This is why I'm a Christian. And that is how you share it politely, respectfully. Uh, there are people who believe a lot of different things. There are people who follow a lot of different religions, a lot of different cults. And again, on, on social media, you see a lot of, well, this is all evil and this is all wrong. I, I'm not going to say that everybody is right because they're not. We believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. I believe that. It's the right way. But if you go around saying, well, you're wrong, how, often, how much do you like when somebody comes to you and says you're wrong? Do you listen to 
anything they say after that. If somebody says you're so stupid for believing that, do you listen to anything they say after that? No, you don't. And so why would you think that someone else would listen to you for that? Uh, so your first step is always to show who Jesus is, to show with your life, with your example, what you believe, to witness in that way. And then when the opportunity comes, be ready and talk about your testimony, about what you believe, not about what they believe, not about what they shouldn't believe, about what you do believe, about how you have found Christ, about how you've seen it, about how people have touched your lives. That is what it means to witness. That is what it means to preach the gospel at all times. That is what the family business should be. This is something that the Capital C Church fails at all of the time because, again, everything gets to politics nowadays uh, and there's no nuance in any conversation because it's like if you believe this then you don't believe this if you're on this side of the issue then you're not on this side of the issue and there's nothing in between there's no compromise but as Christians imagine if Jesus just walked up to everybody and said well you're going to hell you suck now let me tell you about God they'd be like what are you talking about but he went up and said I love you uh, my one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the woman at the well who had committed adultery who was a, a Samaritan who did all kinds of things in her life that, that were wrong. And Jesus talked to her. And she changed the subject when he said, oh yeah, well you've sinned. She changed the subject. Now most of us, most people are like, no, no, listen, we got to go back to what I'm talking about. Jesus is like, okay, well let's talk about that. Because he'd already said his truth. He'd already shown his care. He had already set the witness. And then eventually it came back. Her life was changed. Her town's life was changed. Your job is not to convert anyone because you cannot convert anyone. You cannot fix anyone. You cannot save anyone. None of us can do that. The greatest pastor in the history of time cannot fix, save, or convert anyone. Only Christ can do that. Only the Holy Spirit working in their lives. Our job is to show them why it matters to be saved. Our job is to show them what it looks like to be saved. It's, sh it's to show them what it looks like to be a disciple. That's what it means to be a witness. This is something that all of you can do. This is something in this series that we can all do. It, it doesn't mean that you, again, have to carry a Bible around and wear a suit to school and a tie and all these things. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that you have to look like your parents. It doesn't mean you have to do everything that everybody tells you. It means that you treat other people like you would want to be treated and that when you are in a situation that sucks you do your best and when you mess up you apologize you ask for forgiveness but above all you continue to pray for everybody and you continue to witness in the way that you live in the way that you speak in the way that you think in the way that you are and you will mess up I get that don't be so hard on yourself that it's like well I screwed up now I can never be a Christian again that's not how it works because every adult in here can tell you at some point we've screwed up uh, because that's how it is uh, only Jesus can say I've never screwed up uh, but but what we do the reason we're still here the reason Tim and Julie are still here the reason uh, Billy Graham continued his ministry is because when you do mess up you do your best to turn it around and you give it to Jesus you keep going back uh, looking through the heroes of the Bible we talked about them recently Moses was a murderer Paul was a murderer uh, 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 Jonah ran away from Christ like all of these different people Peter denied him uh, everybody did something and yet God was still able to use them as witnesses because when they messed up, they didn't say, well, this is the way it's always going to be. I give up. They said, okay, I screwed up. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep being like Christ. I'm going to do better tomorrow. So that's all that you can do. Do your best. Do your best every day. And when you do mess up, remember that you're still a person. And so go back to Jesus and say, help me to do better tomorrow. Ask for help. Ask for people to be with you. And then just do your best to be a witness, to be a disciple. That's all I got.